Welcome to Adulting Decrypted, the show where we break down the complex code of common conundrums into logical living in the effort to decrypt the code we call adulting. We are your hosts. This is Roscoe, the bald one. I'm Gideon, I'm 13. I'm Ashton, my beard's pretty cool. And I'm gonna, I'm Gene, your host today. Today we're gonna cover meeting people and talking to people in general. Um, we're going to cover these three main topics, talking to new people, slash meeting people, face-to-face conversations, and conversations without seeing people. You mean like with ghosts and stuff? Are we going to go through some psychic reading? I'm so excited. Woo. No, like the talking to someone that's via phone, um, social media. Uh, that's a good call out for what we're going through right now. So you didn't bring your crystal ball. I'm sorry, I forgot that. Gosh darn it. We are at home, running the house. We'll wait. (laughs) We've got time. Gene, do you really have a crystal ball? I do not. No. Tarot cards? No. Uh, Is it tarot or tarot? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's tarot. It it probably is. It's spelled tarot, though. Like, should we... Okay, Google. Let's... (laughs) Gene. No, we don't need tarot cards. Tarot, whatever. It doesn't matter. One of the first things you need to do when talking to a new person is mood matching. Say they're sad and you're really happy, you got to go down to where they are to bring them into where you are so you can bring them to a happier mood. Or like if they're happy, you just need to match that. Same if they're super energetic or just super... um... Yeah, those are some good examples. So, So if I'm sad and I'm depressed, I'm like, hey, Gene... I lost my tail. I'm Eeyore. This is the dad talking. And I ask that question. I mean, do you come down and say, yes, you are Eeyore? Or how do you address that? <laughs> you yes. Are, you, you are, are sad. You are depressed. <laughs> It'd be more like the... um, Be like, we're... Um, Easy on paper, isn't it? It, it really is. <laughs> No, so I'm so so yeah, so I'm your friend. We can role play that. Okay, so ask me how I'm doing today, right? Hey, how are you doing today? Uh, not good. I've been stuck inside all day. Oh, that sucks, man. I re- I really feel that. How about we talk? No. Um, hmm. Yeah, no, that's I yeah, I, I understand yeah. what you're saying instead of yeah. we, if we did that different, Gideon, go ahead and Let's hear you mood match. Want me to start? Oh, okay. So wait, is he the sad one or is are you the hey, sad one? Dad's the sad yeah, one. Yeah, you got to ask me that question. Okay, Gideon. Dad's the sad one. You're the mood matcher. Hey, Dad, how are you doing today? Uh, not very good. I've been stuck in the house all day. Oh, I'm sorry, but do you want to hear about my, my, my new addition to our track? There you go. Ooh, yeah. Instead Ooh. of instead of the opposite of that would have been, Hey, Dad, that's all right. I did that to blow up Ashton's ears. Did it work well? No, because I have good levels set. <laughs> Props. I was prepared. So so with this mood matching thing, because I get... So I've heard something similar to it, like when you go in for an interview and you kind of match the interviewer's demeanor. So if they're, if they're sitting proper and serious, you kind of want to give off that serious vibe. But if they're a little bit more relaxed, you're... Or, a little bit more able to fit that relaxed vibe. 
So like with the mood matching, it's not necessarily um, being sad, like becoming sad as well. So like if I asked Dad the question like, hey, Dad, how are you today? Uh, I'm tired. I've been inside all day. Man, I'm so tired. This life sucks. Yeah. Is that the idea? Or like... No, it's more like matching their like tones. So if I'm getting the right idea, it's for them to pay attention or like So I'm so not... try that so let's try that again and and uh, Gene this time I'll ask you you be the sad person. Okay. Hey Gene, how's your day going? Uh, it's not going really well. It's Well, that's too bad. Let's go outside and play. So that wouldn't be mood matching, right? No, cuz what that does is it pushes them away and it's like oh they don't like they're like they don't oh, understand really loud like, it's overflowing in their head like it gotcha too much too fast yeah i got called out on t- that today on a zoom call that i was on because the mood was kind of going long at a, at a metronome at a lower pace and i came in and the first thing i wanted to do was jump in full of energy and excitement you take it up to speed yeah and, and so what happened though is people said hey we want you to take us there but maybe don't shift from first gear to fifth gear. Maybe go first gear, second gear, third gear, so we can catch up with your energy level. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. So it's in, it's more of a like smoothing it approach sort of deal because you wanted to help the meeting progress in a positive way. So you what you would have done is match the mood and then brought it up rather than just trying to pull everyone there from the get. Yeah, and I think that's a little bit different when you're necessarily a full-on speaker, but but when you're trying to converse with somebody. Because really, I think your whole purpose of these points, Gene, is that when you're meeting somebody or talking to somebody, you want them to be engaged, right? So if I go from zero to where they're at to, to the 90 miles an hour of you know Anthony Robbins big in your face... The right. problem is, is they don't get a, get a second to be connected with you. They're going to dismiss you. Yeah. Is there something where you could do that the opposite way? Where if like they're super, super hyped or something, would it even be logical to bring them down a little bit? It can be logical if they're being like super like, oh, everything's fine. And like you can tell nothing is fine. Like it's okay to talk people down a little bit. So really- like if they're happy, you don't want them to like. You don't want to drag them down into depression. So you're saying you're saying <laughs> just pull them down into negativity. But what you're saying is, if there's someone who is super stressed, you know, and and their mind is going 100 miles a minute, you're gonna try and bring that brain down so they can kind of think more clearly. That's the time you would want to yeah. bring someone down. I air understand. quotes, but not really actually like bringing them down. You're trying to help them back up. You're just taking their mind off that mm-hmm. that pace. In sort of a matched way, yeah, you'd match it, and then like, okay, now let's slow down the conversation a little bit, so now you can think about what you're talking about. You know what's really interesting about that concept? I noticed, like, for myself, when I was having conversations with people, especially in a workplace or in some where we're trying to accomplish a task, a lot of times people will start super fast. I'm like, we gotta get this, we gotta get this, we gotta get this, and then. Um, whenever I notice it, I try and take that energy and just try and talk just a little bit slower <laughs> so we could think about it a little bit more clearly because when you're thinking that fast, you tend to not think clearly 
but like if you take that idea and you're like okay so if someone's like well we gotta go to the store and we gotta go get gas and we gotta blah 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 and you're like so what you're saying is when we go to the store we gotta get some shopping done what exactly do we need to get done when we go to the gas station we're gonna fill up you know try and slowing down the whole process to kind of take away that stress you know that's that's an interesting observation um in in college where where you feel like you have that time to communicate and slow down ashton but there's times you're like let's get in the car and then we can continue the conversation yeah right because then at least you're still getting that person's urgency met because if you do it and and it's rude or or you're not helping match that pace they've discredited you they're like ashton doesn't understand the urgency he's not going to be a team player let's grab somebody that will keep up with us Right. Where you still might want to be a team player. And as a matter of fact, I think you want to do it right. Hello. If you're listening to this right now, that means you're currently listening to an episode of Adulting Decrypted. And let me just say thank you. My name's Ashton, one of the hosts of Adulting Decrypted. And I wanted to steal a quick second of your time to do a shameless little plug. If you've listened to our podcast for any sort of time, You know that we talk about a bunch of different stuff all about adulting because our goal is to help individuals in this task we call adulting. Now, we have just revamped the way that we do this. If you go to adultingdecrypted.com, you can see all of our episodes sorted out by category. We've sorted it into financial, practical, emotional, social, and things just for fun. So... If any of those categories are of particular interest to you right now, you can go onto the website, look through there, and see all of our episodes that correlate with that specific thing. This website's completely free to use. It's just another tool for our listeners to find things that are more important to them now. So, for example, if I was looking at it, I'd scroll through and say, hey, you know what? I want to see what the Adult Encrypted crew has talked about socially. Well, one of our first episodes, season one, episode three, how do I talk to people? That's where we talked about all about to talk to people. So if that's something you want right now, you can go find that right now. Also in this one, season three, episode 15, the power of a humble mediator, where we talked to one of my old bosses about his business as a mayor, also as a small theater owner. Some really cool stuff. So, if you're looking for a better way to organize through all your self-help podcasts, try adultingdecrypted.com and enjoy the rest of the episode. Yeah, totally. Totally. That's fair. And I think I think that's a huge part of um of the whole idea of mood matching as well because like you're wanting to work together but you need to be able to connect with someone first and so but if someone's going too fast to be connected to you're gonna (laughs) you're gonna slow it down a little bit or you just or you realize you're not going to communicate with that person i mean because there's always a sender or receiver right in the message conversation and there's times that you choose not to play like yeah that person's a little too amped up for me that's not my kind of person. Yeah. Another thing to do when meeting new people is using their using their name a lot or using the pronoun you. So it's like, say you just meet someone and instead of saying like, where's the nearest gas station? Be like, 
where would you know where where the nearest gas station is? So more feel them included than a tool in a way. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a nice tool. <laughs> a nice shiny object tool, Gideon. Yep. Have you ever had that friend though that says your name too much? Is that possible? Yes. Mm-hmm. But like, you want to say it more if you were like on the phone or something because then they know that you're still like talking to them but like even if you're like that's an interesting observation Gene you know I think I think that's important as well because like something that I learned a while ago is I'm more likely to remember someone's name if I say it within the first minute or so of meeting them. Because if I have that repetition, like, from then on, I'll remember their names. And I won't need to use it nearly as much, because we're talking about meeting people. So, like, if you meet someone and you forget their name five minutes later, like, that's no good for anyone. Just because you want, like you said, you want them to feel like a shiny tool and not just a tool. And, um... I don't, I don't know. know how, I don't know if that's the I, best I, way. Yeah, to I don't know how to express that. It's cool. not what I meant. <laughs> Thanks, kid, for that analogy. We can all talk about being tools the rest of the night, <laughs> being shiny tools. But, but no, your point is valid because Dale Carnegie has said the most important word in the English language is the person's name. Mm-hmm. So when you first meet somebody, it's a great opportunity also to really catch their name because there's times that people have different names, right? We have Gene. Gene, how many jeans are in your class? And I'm not talking about the jeans that people wear, but how many jeans are there? I don't know anyone in my entire um, class that has the same name as the same name of Gene. Right. So somebody might think that they misheard it and thought, "Oh, did I hear Jim?" Right. So they go, "Oh, thank, yeah, nice to meet you, Jim." What would you say? Would you say, "Well, actually, my name's Gene," or would you let it go? It depends. Like, usually, like, if it's, like, really fast and I don't catch it, I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's fine. But if it, like, repeats over and over and over again, like, I was in a class with a Jeeve, and so then those names got mixed up, and I'd be like... Jeeve and Gene? Yeah. Be like, hey, just so you know, my name's Gene. The other kid is Jeeve. Just to ease that. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, my name's Roscoe, right? You know how many times I get introduced and they go, what's your name? I say, it's Roscoe. All right, Ross, nice to meet you. Uh, at first, I just thought, okay, no big deal. But then I realized if I want a long-term relationship with this individual, they need to know that I go by Roscoe. Because if you asked a friend, who's Ross? They might not know, know who that is. Mm-hmm. What about you, Gideon? How many Gideons are there? I've met two other people with the name Gideon I say met I didn't really get to know them are they both in your grade at school um so one of them I met at a week-long scout camp and then the other one I met in my sculpture class I didn't really meet them but they are not in my same grade they're in ninth grade I'm actually so surprised that you've even met someone with the name of Gideon me too yeah that's kind of cool at first I was like wait it's Wait. So so there's a lot of different names, right? So and I think right when you first meet somebody's the best time to ask their name and repeat their name. That way you make sure you understand their name to what Ashton was saying earlier. Because you brought it up well, Ashton. You said, look, if I use it in the first few minutes, few, even first 15 seconds, mm. I'm bound to keep that name. 
and there's times to use it for emphasis, you know, yeah, that's all. And, you know, I kind of wanted to answer the question that you asked Gene a little bit. And that question was, um, if someone said, you know, thanks Jim and walked away personally and like, how would he react in that situation? Personally, I don't think I would say anything to them because like, yeah, now they're walking away, right? Yeah. And they're, they're walking away conversations over, but at the same time, I'd kind of be like, well, that's kind of weird. He didn't really catch it. You know, that's <laughs> thanks, man. Have you, you know, ever... and it, it, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, it wouldn't be that huge of a problem for me, but at the same time later you'd have to, if you're going to see that person again, you'd need to fix it. So being on the other side of that equation, personally, I'd like to be corrected if I say the name wrong, because, um, because I don't want to say your name wrong because I know on my side, I'd be like, well, yeah, okay, cool. Cause at that point I don't feel connected to that person anymore. Cause there, it's just, there's something special about a name. It's, oh, totally. it's kind of silly as that sounds, but no, like, it's not silly at all. It's, it is the most important word in our language to you is Ashton as it should be, because that brings you to attention. Okay, they're talking about me or to me. It was weird because just then me. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw Yeah, For everybody that can't see that, his head popped straight up. So so you're, you're spot on. Gene um, is the most important name for Gene. So there's times that you're sitting there talking to somebody and you want to have a long-term relationship with them. I used to feel stupid asking people's names again mm. right after I got introduced because you might hear a Mark, a Mike, a Matt. You know, and it's crowded and there's a lot of people around. I'll say, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. Is it Matt? And they'll yeah. say, yeah, great. Hey, Matt. And then I'll use it two or three times when I first get to know him because then that allows it to stick. Now, I'm even the guy now that will come up and say, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I know I recognize your face, but I, I've lost your name. I'm sorry. And then at least it allows us to bond versus saying, right. hey, bud. <laughs> Buckaroo. <laughs> yeah, the old uh, Brian Regan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, Cashin is here. <laughs> you know, um, a workaround, probably not recommended. More recommended just to learn someone's name outright. But for me, sometimes I've forgotten important names. And so... Whose name's not important? Well, everyone's name's important. Oh, okay. But like... So you forget well, somebody that you want to know better, like a right. girl's name. Or, or like I need someone's phone number. Right? Yeah, like, hey, babe. <laughs> sure, why not? And so like, well, I'll go up to them and say, hey, uh, thanks for your phone number. Do you mind putting it into my phone, please? And I'll like, have it so they can put their name in, and when they put it in, I can look and go, oh, it's Mark or whatever, <laughs> you know? Yeah, not a bad not not a bad way, or just call it out. Say, yeah. hey, how so, do you spell Tiffany? Is it with an I or an E? That, yeah. Or, or, or how, how do you spell, spell your name? <laughs> your name. Yeah, that's, yeah I guess because you don't even common. remember. Right. <laughs> how do you spell... <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know how you spell it, but I spell it this the, way. The wonderful name you have. How is it spelled again? There you go, exactly. <laughs> I don't remember. But it is a great name. Like, it's the best name I've ever heard. But how is it spelled? You know, another trick I've learned with that is when you first hear somebody's name, try and associate it with something, right? Mm-hmm. That's something specific to that person. Some people are great at it. Uh, Larry Chatterton taught me that a, a while ago, and, and he was great at it. He could think of a name and tie it to something, a first and last name, and he would remember names forever. And it's it's a good talent to learn. So there's there's a challenge. What else is important in getting to know each other, Gene? I'm I'm so interested. So say you know them, you know your name, but then you want to get to know them, and you're like, "Hey, where are you from?" You don't want to leave any like naked, like, "Oh, 
I'm from Denver, Colorado. People are like, okay, because they don't have any conversation starter. You'd be like, yeah. hey, Denver, Colorado, like where the Broncos play. So it brings up like football or sports in general. So if you're the person being asked, you kind of want to give a bit more information than was asked? Yes. Yeah, Gene, we are listening to an audio book on that. Um, Leela Loden. Lo- I, don't know, I apologize if I just butchered her name. Just call her LL. Well, no, she's got a oh, name. Okay. We just don't know how to we say it. We just talked about how important Lil? names are. <laughs> Loden's. Lil? Anyways, book called uh, How to Talk to Anyone, 92 Little T- Tricks and Tips. And that's what got Gene thinking about this. And the naked city drop. We both thought that was pretty funny. Yep. And then the naked city is just like saying, I'm from Pleasant Grove, Utah. Yep. Is that what that is? Or? Yeah. So so if I'm introducing Gene, I'd say, hey, Gene, this is Ashton. Gene, where are you from? Pleasant Grove. Okay. So you yeah, weren't supposed... There you go. You yeah. You don't do the naked city drop. This is when we're doing the real live try it. Okay. So that was naked. Now we're getting yeah. fully clothed. City. Hey, this is Gene. Gene, this is Ashton. Hi, Gene. Where are you from? I'm from Pleasant Grove, Utah. I'm one place where my high school mascot was the Vikings. The Vikings. Vikings. So did you guys sail a lot of boats? Not exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now, see that not exactly also stopped him, right? Ashton grabbed the Vikings. Mm -hmm. Then what you would say, since this is something you've thought of, you want to think of the next step. So if you say Vikings and Ashton comes back and goes, "Do do you have a lot of boats? You say, ironically... We're landlocked. We're in the middle of Utah. There's a lake out by us that's only eight feet deep. But it's huge, 22 miles lo- wide. How did you know that? <laughs> because you learn things about your city so that you can have conversations with people. So okay. you can have these. So you don't drop the naked cities. So like they I can do. be fully dressed. Or, or you can say, look, I, I live in Pleasant Grove. It's just south of Salt Lake by 45 minutes. I live right at the base of a huge mountain. I love to snow ski right mm. because now you've just introduced like four or five things that right. i've thrown over to the, the the ball over to your side of the court you know for playing tennis i just hit the ball over to your side of the net and then what do you have with that let's say, let's role play that with gideon gideon where are you from i'm from pleasant grove utah home of the vikings woot woot vikings so what are the, the vikings woot woot um, are, are you guys no, norwegian or something uh, n- no, I just, um, Vikings are cool and they're our mascot. So cool and woot, woot, woot. So well, <laughs> what would be, what what could be a response to that? Then you could ask them, Gideon, to keep the conversation going. What was your high school mascot? <laughs> right? Cause what was your high school mascot? Because, because now you've built something. Ashton finds this stupid, hilarious, the woot, woot. But that's all right. Hopefully you guys are entertained as well. But but the point is that, that now you've thrown the ball back into my court and we can have a dialogue. I think this is so cool, actually. The the um Woot Woot or Jean's <laughs> Naked City. No, Woot Woot was hilarious. But no, the um the idea of that because I was running through conversations I've had in the past couple weeks. Having started a new job, I've had a lot of first time conversations with people. Sure. And I was thinking about a lot of those conversations and some of them went really well and a lot of them died super quick. And I was, and I was, as I was reflecting, I realized that some of them, I don't know if it's true in all cases, because I can't remember all the conversations I had, 
but that some of the ones that went a lot better, I know a lot more about those people because I think there was a lot more information given in the first two or three sentences of the conversation. Because like you said, with um, the introduction of Pleasant Grove, say, I went to a school with the Vikings. We lived on the side of the I mountain. I think we're focused on this Viking. We could say Wait, something wait. else. Well, I know. And that's what I was saying. Because it's like, we've got okay. the Vikings. we got the mountains. You know, it's great. And in there, there's two or three conversations that can be had from just that starting point. And you've given yourself so many different paths to go down. Then your conversation's not going to die. Cor- correct. And that's the whole point that right. Gene's making here is talking to people, getting to know them. You need to add dialogue. That's cool. The same thing would go with occupations. You wouldn't go like, I'm a qu- contractor. You'd go chirp, like... Chirp, woot, woot, tweet, tweet. I'm whatever. a contractor. <laughs> woot, woot. <laughs> whatever, whatever that is, right? So so how would you say that, Gene? Okay, let's role play that one. Gideon, ask something about Gene or like you just met him. Ask him what his job is because that's yeah. what we were doing. Or, or where he goes to school because you know, you know. Oh, that's true. Whatever. What's up, Gene? What is your job? I'm a contractor. Did you know that right now we are working on building another school? I didn't. How many schools are you guys working on? See, that's how to start a conversation. Woot woot. <laughs> okay, whoever's listening to this, please don't use woot woot in a conversation. No, but it's woot. It's good. It's a good conversation starter. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, no, it almost woot, feels like a killer one because then you don't have anywhere to build off of woot woot. It's true. Somebody's like, okay, I guess he's done with me. He just <laughs> he lost just, his he mind. He just woot wooted me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so That's so cool. so far we mood match, right? We understand a little bit about them. We use their name a lot, or the or the or the noun you, right? So Gene, Gene, did you see this? You are have beautiful eyes. I don't know. That was weird. Um, was I was weird. stuck. And then going right off of that, no naked introductions, right? So mm-hmm. naked uses of cities. Give them something to, eat, to leave with. Yeah. Awesome. That's cool. I like that a lot. Another thing that it we read about was a conversation stacker. Dad, what does that mean? So a conversation stacker, something I learned from stack. Adele Carnegie training a while back. And what it is, and I, Ashton, I think you and I had this conversation when you first went up to college. Do you remember much about the conversation you're stacker? You're going to have to jog my memory. I'm listening. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. So the, the way I learned it is the first thing you picture is, is somebody's house, right? Oh, hey. Yes. You remember it now? I remember now, yeah. Well, and, and the reason why we called it a stacker is because you're thinking of how do I put things together? Um, and there's a variety of them. You can pull it up on the internet called conversation stacker and whatever works best for you works. But the one I use is a house. So where are you from? And on the front of the house, I picture a, a, a name, right? Because it's not uncommon to have a name on the front of the house. And you think, okay, they have this house. There's the name on the house. And on the porch, there's a shovel. So I might say, hey, where do you live? What's your name? The shovel, what do you do for work? Right? And so then it gets me talking. And then as I'm looking at their house, I notice that there's some people inside. I could say, hey, tell me about your family. Right? So these are all things that should lead to more conversation by both parties. Right. Then you might ask them, you know, out of the top of that chimney, you know, you see that it's next to an airplane. Where do you travel? Hanging off the airplane, some tennis rackets. What do you do for sports? Do you like a sport? 
Do you have a hobby? Or and you that, could just see a tennis racket in the window, not necessarily on a plane. Well, the, yeah, the plane, the, the reason why I stuck the plane there is because some people like to talk about travel, right? What, where's the, Gideon, where's someplace you've been lately that you had a good time? Um, the street was pretty fun on my bike. Okay, but where have you been on a trip? Mm, San Francisco. I've been to San Francisco once. What did you think of it? Dirty. What did you find so dirty about it? Dirt. You know, I'd like to point out, though, as well, that I think this is a good example of a naked conversation. Because Gideon's not giving anything for Dad to go off of. At the same time, Dad's interested, he's going. But Gideon, you could have said dirty because of... The se- the seagulls or the pigeons or something. I or don't the know. The people, the bums, oh, the, yeah. the homeless. Sorry, everybody, if I offended you. Um, but but it, it, you're absolutely right, Ashton. It's it's a chance to get to know somebody. And Gideon, if you would have given me those answers, I'd have checked you off as somebody I didn't necessarily need to spend time to visit with, because you're not helping drag a, uh, move a conversation along. And yeah. oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was just saying this is really eye opening for me as well because thinking about it. And the reason why I brought the naked conversation back was because I f- visualizing it to me, this s- conversation stacker, right, yep. is building on the negative, <laughs> negative, naked conversation in the sense that when you're meeting someone, you ask them those questions to kind of help you find more ways to continue conversation. But as someone giving answers to the conversation, you can give more answers from your own personal house. To kind of help drive the conversation it. forward, and I'm and I'm just thinking that that's kind of cool, and I'm gonna have to use that. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad that worked for you. That was one that Gene and I talked about that we thought was very interesting. If somebody leads with with not a naked city, right? If they give you a clothed city, it allows you to build that conversation almost easier. I'm from Denver, Colorado. Did you know that we have so many sunny days, but I'm able to ski four months out of the year? What would that let you know at that point in time, Gene? He likes to ski or he wants to talk about skiing. Right. And is there anything common there that we could talk about? Another tip slash trick when meeting a new person is talk like you're meeting an old friend. One story I have about this is there was a kid and he just showed up to one of our conversations and he was like, hey, what's up? I'm going to talk to you like we've been best friends forever. Did he actually say that? That's how he started his conversation. Yeah, cool. He's like, "I'm gonna just talk to you, like, best, fr- like we're best friends," and we're like, "Okay." And then we actually had a good conversation, and I've gotten to know him a lot better because he was willing to open up and not give just those naked answers to like random questions. And I like how you said open up as well because a big part of connection because like your best friends, you're vulnerable with your best friends. You talk to them openly. So I think he was openly saying like, hey, I'm here. We're going to be friends. You can ask me anything and I'm going to talk to you about, you know, whatever. Um, and I think that's that's probably why that clicks so well as well. I think that's kind of cool. The only, the only word of caution I'd give with that is you still need to make sure there's boundaries because you don't know what that other person's intention is. Maybe not everything. But... Yeah. but Gene, your point is very exciting about act, treating somebody like they're an old friend or a good friend. Why is that? Some other thoughts behind that. Why did that work so well? Because you feel like it's not like a, it doesn't feel as awkward between the two because it's not like a 
there's no naked sentences really because it's i like think a, mom's gonna be embarrassed when she listens to all of our nakedness oh yeah just, all the naked everywhere well i think this will be fun use it on your friends right call them out dude that call was a naked, naked answer that was a naked answer and you talk so naked <laughs> but <laughs> probably don't say that make sure they're gene, close no. friends gene do you remember this guy's this person's name ironically enough it was ashton's it was his name was ashton it's it which, isn't still it still is. Yeah, it still is. Okay. And it helped me remember because name change pending. It's like, oh, my older brother's Ashton. He has the same name. And it just connects. Yeah, place. it allowed you to anchor. allowed you to remember. Yeah. You made an association with his name. Yes. And oh, cool. and you guys became friends and, and from just that one experience. Was that scary to think about? Not really, no. Good. Uh, uh, one of the things she pointed out in the, in the book we listened to as well is that Actually, the way you would treat a child where you'd be engaged, especially if they're coming up to show you their brand new Christmas toy, the excitement, the joy in your eyes, if you use that with others, that's how you'd meet an old friend, right? If you haven't seen them for years, your hands would be up, you'd be welcoming them, you wouldn't be with your arms folded or crossed, you would, you know, invite them in. And I think that was a big point, yes, and in instead of out. Right. We get along, or we get along. You can probably be hearing that that one. Oh, I just forgot what it's called. It's like "Ride of the Chariots" or something. It's like dun 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 dun, and you're like welcoming <laughs> to your arms, running with ha- arms wide open. With Gideon, was that how you're gonna be with your friends that you haven't seen forever? Um, I don't know because I still haven't seen them. Dun, 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 <laughs> it's, dun, 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 it's been a while. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Okay, you're just too busy stuck in the backyard building your jump. A little. Which now, based off of our goals, is now 50 feet, right? It is now 50 feet tall. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. It literally towers over our house. Another thing that helps (laughs) you learn about people and keep conversations going is learn about several different hobbies. Because, like, if you tell an actor, good luck, some, some people would be like, well, I don't really appreciate that. They'd rather be here break a leg but then if you tell that to a runner they're not going to be very happy <laughs> break a leg in your race <laughs> and you'd, you'd have to say like woot, woot. do a personal best because that's how they hear things that's interesting that's cool that's a great that's a great observation where would you learn yeah. these things just free time looking at their different forms of their media so, so would it be okay if you and I first met and you said, I like to long distance run? Okay, I don't know much about long distance. I'm, I'm built for comfort, not for speed, right? <laughs> so Unless if it's downhill skiing. So I don't know much about it. Could I ask, what, how should I wish you best of luck? Yeah, you can. Just like you could talk to, even if you don't know a lot about it, you can go like, hey, how do you do some of these things so I know how to talk to you without getting you offended i like it i think sometimes you have to be very direct and that's that's a good way of building a closed conversation as well because at that point say you know you're talking to him gene's talking to a long distance runner and he goes hey man you know what in in what i do it's normally break a leg that's how we wish luck you probably don't want that what do you want from me you know i like it they they probably you know and you probably don't have to go that far with a lot of people a lot of people's just like good luck or have fun 
But, but what you're saying, though, is you just build a tighter relationship because that person right. understands you better and you understand them better. Right, and then you also have something to build on because then you can be like, oh, yeah, it's normally good luck or yeah, I have this little motto, I say run fast, you know, something like that. Or keep time. Speed. <laughs> I am speed. <laughs> <laughs> Not woot woot. <laughs> no. Speed. I am speed. All right, woo, so woo. For, for the listeners who don't understand that, oh, wait. I'm the dad, so that means I might miss it. That's Lightning. That that's Lightning McQueen from McQueen. It's in Cars, yeah. And Mater's Not McDonald's. The... What? Lightning McQueen. <laughs> McQueen. Oh. oh my goodness. All right. <laughs> anyway, stretch. That was a terrible joke. <laughs> that was a dad joke. Good job, Gideon. But I'm well, sure. they <laughs> Okay, so we've talked about naked conversations, dressing up our conversations, mm-hmm. asking about people, wishing them luck. What else we got? Another thing to do when just talking to anyone, a good thing to do is having eye contact. And so it's not like you're looking at the phone like, yeah, I'm having a good day. I don't know. No. Gene, everybody's having a hard time seeing what you're doing. Gideon, describe that to us in the mic. What was he doing? Looking everywhere and at the table and at the table. And then woot, the table. Woot, woot. <laughs> woot, woot. Man of many words. No, Gene, Gene that's a good point. Is, is eye contact critical, especially um, when you're meeting somebody face-to-face, right? And I think something else that you put in there that, that we talked about was a smile, right? Feel warm. Go ahead. Yeah. So eye contact, a smile, head nod works or does it not work? Well... If it's just like a you're passing someone in the hall and you don't have enough time, you can go, like you can nod to like show that you acknowledge them. What about if we're in a conversation? Just the, randomly start nodding. It's a good way to show them that you're. It, it's kind of a good way. I don't feel like it's the best way to like show like, yeah, I agree. But it's still okay. It's all good in a balance, okay. probably. Yeah. Okay, good. Appreciate that. Thank you. So we we've learned we've learned some tricks of talking to new people. I like it. How did we start this? I had something I wanted to say, but I don't remember. It was mood machine. M- mood machine. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not all the way back there. But um, the it, we started this topic. How did this topic start? This last we we just finished talking about. Um, eye contact ah I remember so it was that eye contact at first when you're practicing it it's weird it's so weird to make eye contact with people when you're having a conversation with them y'all are good at it right now but like so when when the real world it's for me it was hard to do that at first um and then I got a lot of practice when I was in Australia um of just trying to make eye contact with people and talk to them and it started being less weird but originally it was pretty hard and so it's just something that you got to practice in order for it to feel comfortable. But it is important because when you make eye contact with someone, it's harder to imagine that they're thinking about something else. Well, you know, they say the eyes are the light to the to the soul, right? So if you're looking at somebody's eyes, it gives you a chance to get to know them better. It gives you a chance, shows you an air of confidence that you have and that you believe that you can do good things and that you can go far. And Gideon has been practicing with the dog, obviously, because he looks a little weird when he's uh, giving us that stare contest. But <laughs> awesome. Another thing to help 
other people not be nervous is fidgeting also mm. makes other people nervous as well as showing that you're nervous because then they're like uh what's wrong do you want to get like do you want to get away yeah yeah we've kind of we've kind of skipped that was we, we obviously these are combined right yeah so Gene's first point was talking to new people and the second one is face-to-face conversations so right. that's what we're going to get into now a little bit more is, is how to maintain good conversations. So I love that we started with eye contact. And what was the other one you said? Fidgeting. Like, oh, yes. Not like just going like, not rubbing your hands together all the time. Just like, try to keep all of your motions below your shoulders, if at all possible. So you're not like. So you don't want to raise your eyes? Your view, like with like your, you don't want to be like, Touching your face a lot because then it's showing it's disconnecting you from the other people. Good call out, yeah. And not only that, I mean, right now we we should get out of the habit of touching our face, anyways. Yes. With with what we're up against, as Ashton itches his and Gideon itches his nose. You said it. I used it with my shirt. Yeah, so that's better. But yeah, so so your point though is is the fidgeting makes other people's nervous, right? Yes. So if if you're touching your face or looking distracted or yeah, and if it's not if it's not nerve, it's just plain distracting as well. Because you could just it's very easy to lose your train of thought in a new conversation. Because you're you're already inside, you're probably internally nervous. But if someone's fidgeting and it catches your eye, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, where's my train of thought? I'm like I don't know where it went. You know, toot toot, it's over here. <laughs> that was a toot toot, not a woot woot. Different because oh, it was a, it was a train. That's I okay. think he did say toot toot. I think we're okay. We did say toot toot. Yeah, he did. We're fine. Um, one other thing we heard from the book was like phones going off during conversations and what to do. And Dad, I'm sure you have a story about that. Oh boy, I've got a lot of them. You know, as as somebody who does a lot of business meetings and lunches, nothing's harder for me than when I set an appointment with a client or a contact. And we sit down for lunch and they start fidgeting their phone, looking for something, looking at data, um, or, you know, or some, some anything, right? A text something phone that's call. not related to the conversation. Well, and it could be related to the conversation, but I don't know that as I'm trying to engage you and you've got this electronic device. What's our rule, guys, at, at dinner in no our house? No phones at dinner or hats. We Hats? When was that ever a rule? I've mom mom probably rule. mom probably has it as a rule. But so not at dinner, not at certain family times, right? We put the phones down because even dad has been guilty of Facebook checking, LinkedIn checking, podcast checking now, right? Now. <laughs> um we've got these different habits that we don't even realize we have. So um yeah, so so I'm sitting at a really important lunch with a with a good friend of mine and we're talking about um, just some problems he's having, right? And and I feel like we're opening up and connecting. All of a sudden, he grabs his phone, looks directly at it, and and just kind of zones off. Doesn't say anything about who's on the phone, what's going on, right? But that buildup and that closeness is now just it's over. It's almost as if a wall all of a sudden got put up. Yeah, and it's and it, and I don't believe it's always. I don't believe it's ever the intention of the person to put the wall in the way, like unless there's like a. Like a bad a meeting that's gone awry, <laughs> right. of some sort. But well, it's, it's just no, like it's just a straight habit. It's just something you pull out, and it's so. Let's say you and I are talking, and I glance at my watch. What do you feel like? And it's like, oh, my time's almost up. 
Right. Regardless if your time's right. really up or if it's just a habit or, or if, if it even matters. <laughs> well, that's one of my pet peeves is these people with electronic watches and, and you're in the middle of a conversation and it's the same thing. They look and they're start, just touching. The, start swiping. I'm like, dude, am I not that important? I've, I've cut a time out of my day to spend with you to have a conversation. I just feel like it's rude. It's one of my, I'd put that in my pet peeves, Gene. And I think I think with when it comes to conversations, that's important to know about people because to some, as weird as it might sound, it might not be it might not come across as rude. It's like the person doing it might not realize it's rude to you, because for them, if someone pulled it out and phone in front of them, they'd be like, "Oh, that's just the world we live in." But you know, it's important to know your audience or your. It is, but as well. I, I think though we as adults or guys who are trying to become adults need to set that example and it's okay sometimes to call people out on these little faux pas say man are you all right do you need to take that call then we can resume the conversation right because if you call it out then nobody can be offended right but but call it out in a good way yeah but i think we need to be careful because we are changing from being interacting with each other to interacting with our device and i think that's that's going to be a different episode that we've talked about Right. I don't know how many times I've harped on, on all of you guys about it, and you guys have got on me about it. There's times that you're like, Dad, really? Do you need your phone? I'm like, oh, crap. Sorry, guys. So anyways, enough about that, but but that's one of those phone beeps, you know. Another thing that builds walls between people is actually just holding food. Even at, like, like a lunch and munch, most people, when they see people having food, they're like, oh, they're looking to eat at this instead of more socializing. If that makes sense. Yeah. It does because I, I think you're cutting yourself off, right? It's how the food is, is prepared or, or served. It's one of those things that's just another gesture because like you pull out your phone, it's immediately a distraction. Your eyes get pulled to it. And you also have no idea what's on the screen. The food, you pull it out, it's something there. You go to eat it. like <laughs> You're not thinking about what the person's saying. You're like, I just want to make sure I eat my hot dog without spilling ketchup on my shirt. You know, <laughs> you're, the conversation's separated. So I think you can, like, I think this is especially important when meeting new people. Because, like, if you're at a family gathering and you're eating food, people are going to talk to each other regardless. But if you're at a new business meeting. I like, think he means, like, mid, mid eat like where the fork is in the air I, I'm just meaning in general because like I've heard that most politicians either go to like the meet and greets they already eat before mm. so they can just socialize or they're just going there to eat that's that's actually a really good observation Gene I, I think what Gene's yeah. talking about is in a social environment where you're where food is served but not necessarily the main purpose. Like if I call you up and say, Ashton, let's go out to lunch. We're both going to eat because we're both hungry for lunch. Right. However, if we're going to a a meet and greet, a lunch and greet, um, small snacks at school, right? It's better to go full so you can now socialize with everybody. Or if you're going to go hungry, eat first and then start social, you know, you you can kind of pick. That's, man, Gina, I hadn't even thought of that one. That one's good for me. Uh, especially as I go to different conferences and stuff, I I didn't realize that by grabbing my plate of food, I've shut down more and additional conversation. It has allowed me in the past though also to make conversation, right? Because I'm stuck in line with somebody. I'm the kind of guy that's going to go, I'm going to turn to him and say, hey, I'm Roscoe. What's your name? Uh, That's how easy it is. And then 
And, and I, my name's Roscoe. I'm from Pleasant Grove. Now I've learned that I shouldn't Naked City introduce, which I've done my whole life. Right. You know, hey, the, I'm Roscoe. I'm from Pleasant Grove. Well, that's how you trained in elementary school. They're right. Like, All right, everyone say your name and where you're from and how old you are, and then we'll go to the next person. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, there's no point in conversation. There. Yeah, there's no there's no bonding. Right. A common... Go ahead. I almost stole your next one accidentally. You, you can keep on going. I don't, I don't care. Oh, I, <laughs> I was going to say there's no sharing of an experience, right? There's no sharing of an opportunity where that's also part of that that face-to-face conversation is share stories. People love stories. Yeah, and one thing to always remember is to know your audience and to not say it's a funny part in your story, but it might offend someone. If you do it, but don't, like, reference them, it's fine. But, like, if you go, hey, like, this person, they do this, and try to make a joke out of it, that's going to break your bond between the two people. So telling stories about someone you just met sort of thing? Even if you've been, like, with that person a lot, you don't want to just make jokes deprecating them. Okay, yep. Gotcha. Because the person you fight will want to always fight back and try to be like the last person to so generally just don't be a turd face yeah (laughs) wise words (laughs) yeah so so one of the points in there is he's talking about putting other people down right and that's guys we tend to do that that's that's in the nature of one-upmanship oh yeah ashton your your chops suck right and then we tell a story about where you dropped a stick or something Right. How does that make you feel? Well, I mean, now we can kind of laugh about it. But when I was in high school, I'd be like, oh, man, I actually do suck. Like, man, <laughs> you know. And, and there's times that you will feel that way again when you're with different people. And so yeah, sure. so how much better is that to say, hey, dude, remember when we were, when we nailed that concert, but you dropped the stick halfway through? That's a funny shared experience versus... Mm-hmm. Man, remember how bad you sucked and you dropped the stick during our XYZ performance? You remember how terrible you are? <laughs> well, it's, it, right. it, but we do it. We do it thinking it's funny, but it's really not. I think that's right. your point, Gene, there is really, it's okay to say it about yourself. You can right. say, hey, remember when I sucked so bad at playing, well, I don't play the drums. I don't even know what that would be like, but, you know, you know, one of the things I use a lot for self-deprecation is my hair. Uh, you know, because to me, it doesn't matter. Now, when somebody else goes, oh, man, you're so bald, your head looks like a cul-de-sac, that's offensive, right? Because it's okay for me to say it because it's funny. And and it's sometimes funny when the other person says it, and sometimes it's not. It depends on relationship and context probably as well. Both. Relationship I have with the individual, but where are we at? Who are we in front of? Right. Do you know what I mean? That's, you know, so so that deprecation, I think, is what you're saying is very, very... It's an ugly line, so let's stay clear. And if we can, it's it's much better to give a compliment. Yeah, and there's other ways. I because I, I mean I'm I feel like as we're talking about it that I'm pretty guilty of this one as well because that's just kind of like I just grew up teasing my friends and we grew up teasing each other, um, and then you sometimes forget that other people don't don't joke the same way. But then even then, you've had I've had jokes where it's gone too far with my friends, and I'll be like. Sorry, dude. Like, I really didn't mean to do that. Well, and that's why adulting's so hard, right? Because right. now, all of a sudden, when you're in junior high, when do you have to see your... Well, uh, excluding right now, Gideon. <laughs> in junior high, how often do you have to see your close friends? Um, If they're not in your class, every hour and a half-ish. Yeah. So, 
in that hour and a half, you get a time to forgive, forget, and move on. But I know people who were close who one stupid joke, right, drove this wedge, and then you've got to pick up the phone and call and say, hey, I'm sorry. And then it's up to the other person whether to forgive you or not. And I've been guilty, you know, because I grew up much like you, Ashton. We thought it was funny to give each other a hard time. And and it's still funny. There's a at, time and a place. <laughs> at times. And, and it's a very scary line. And that's why I think Gene's point is, is, is don't use it in front of a large group. But if it's two guys riding back from something, you know, like me for, for my motorcycle riding that I like to do, the guys give me a hard time because when I crashed... Uh, about six months ago, I crashed really hard, and I I got up, and they go, "You all right?" I'm like, ah, "I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. My leg hurts. Oh, my leg hurts." And they're like, "Really?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." And I start walking. And I'm like, "Oh no, no, it's my arm. No, it's my arm. It's my arm. It's my arm that really hurts. Oh, oh, oh no, no, it's my wrist. It's my wrist." And and these guys tease me about that ever so often. That <laughs> and the fact that when I I sweat, they I called it ice sweat one time. Apparently, that's a thing for crying now. Have you guys ever heard that? Yeah, no. men don't men don't cry. Right. Well, but I wasn't crying. I literally had sweat coming through <laughs> into my eyes, and that's what I was trying to say. And they go, "Oh, we better we better give Roscoe some space. He's about ready to have eye sweat." And I'm like, <laughs> "I am not gonna cry. Stop it. Gosh darn it." But my but, wrist doesn't hurt as bad but, as but that, your rejection. But that's okay with two guys, <laughs> right? That's okay with the two of us standing around. Right. But it, if I'm in a big client meeting and somebody goes, "Hey, watch out, Roscoe's gonna have eye sweats." I might or might not find that funny, right? I'm the kind of guy that more than likely would laugh at it and move on, but there are not not everybody treats it that way. And, and depending on the situation, I might not. Not punch the guy through the webcam. <laughs> good luck. Good luck with that. I guess. I oh, think yeah, that's a YouTube fellow yeah. or something, right? I feel like this very easily could be a two part episode because we have so much information coming through here. Yeah, as well. and, and I think part of that will be on relationship building when we bring in some guest speakers and some of that other stuff. Um, I just thought of one, podcasting. <sighs> Mind blown. What's a pod, what's a podcast? I don't know, man. I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah, okay. I just figured out how to download a spot to listen to them. So go ahead, Gene. Keep talking. I have a question for you guys. Yep. When is it okay to say, can you hear me or like, Am I break? Can't like we're breaking up. What's happening no, now? When we, when you say we're breaking up, like, like you're over with me, you're done with me. No, like, Gene, you're breaking my heart. We're breaking up. Don't go breaking my heart. I couldn't if I tried. <laughs> I think what Gene's talking about is a phone call. Oh Zoom. yes, yeah. it's okay to break. Maybe not relationship breaking up. Yeah, we'll talk about that when yeah, we no, bring no, in a, a guest speaker. Because Dad hasn't dated in way too long. Well, no. Don't, don't, no. <laughs> hey, Mom, are you still Stop. listening? No, still she's, still not. <laughs> she's done. Gene, speak, quick. <laughs> yes, on the phone call. Just I'm sorry. I water everywhere. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. We're breaking up. What's happening? <laughs> crunch, 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 crunch. So I think, yeah, you're right. He's talking about a phone. Okay, so on the phone, you're having a hard time hearing the other person. When is it okay since, to call it out? Yeah, since you asked the question, I'll try and answer. For me, um, always at the start of like our Zoom meetings, it's always been, um, you know, can can you hear okay? Does everything sound all right? That's good. And then if it's a phone call and things start to cut out, wait for the person to finish their sentence and then just say, hey, I'm sorry, I missed that. Do you mind going over that again? Just you cut out for a bit. For me, that's that's what it is. 
And, and Ashton, you're in a unique position. You've been raised with technology, right? When did you get your first phone? I don't remember. It was in high school. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. Interesting. Because you know, I mean, we had phones, right? But yeah, but, I mean, but, I talked on the phone all growing up, but like my personal phone wasn't until high school or something. Yeah, Ashton actually had to ask a girl out in front of all of us because he still we still only had the one home phone. That's right. Yeah, remember, um, yeah, that's be, you know, because the I kids would tease me and that. say, "When when can I get my first phone?" And I'm going, "Guys, I didn't get one until I was 27. I don't care when you guys get your first phone. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, irrelevant. But yeah. but this is a good question. You know, when because I think. Even though cell phones are easier now to call each other, I think the connections can be a lot worse than an old traditional landline because people are driving and they're traveling. They're moving around. They're in unique places. That makes sense. So so did we answer your question, Gene? When's it okay? Yeah, I feel like it's a personal preference, but like it should be okay to say it because if you're not getting the information that you need slash want, you should be able to tell them. So is there a bad example that you have for us on that one? Um, like... Hmm. Well, Gene actually ended up almost getting married because he didn't know what the girl was saying. No, I'm just kidding. I'm making that up. Oh, I was excited there for a second. <laughs> like, this is a story I haven't heard yet. And you wonder why. So that you didn't want to tell us. So Yeah, so to answer your question, I think... That, Gene's point and what's a good example of that that was the question right what's a good example of that a good example because Ashen's saying like a bad example like that, that's what I mean an, an example where you could share that do you have any I just had it happen to me the other day I have a big client um, this is the dad I've got I have a big client that I do a lot of work with for whatever reason I couldn't hear his phone except every other word and I'm going, okay, I've got enough of the details, but I don't really know where he's going. And so I told him once, hey, I'm having a hard time hearing you. And then he goes, oh, is this better? And I heard him for like 30 seconds. And now that 30 seconds doesn't feel like long, but it's it's like three sentences. And I'm going, crap, he cut out again. And, and I start questioning myself. And I'm like, dude, if I can't hear him, it, it does us no good. Right? So I actually cut him off and said, Mark, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm having a really hard time hearing you. And that's where the trouble is, Ash. Some people do, you know, do a long sentence, and you're going, "Yeah, I got to cut him off because I'm not getting this." Right. And and he's going to be more frustrated because I'm going to ask him to repeat it all because he's already just gone through all the information. And right. So I think, restart. and I think it's on the hearer at times to call it out because you can't hear. And there's times that I'm talking, and it gets real quiet on the other end of the phone. I'm like, "Can you hear me?" And the person will reply, and then I can move on. Right. I have an interesting habit where I like to parrot or I like to mimic, right? So if we're in a phone conversation, I might go, uh, oh, yeah, I, I understand what you're trying to say there. Well, they'll stop the conversation. I say, I'm sorry, what? I'm like, oh, crap. If I say anything, they think that I'm interrupting where I want somebody to say, yep, yep, okay, I hear you. Yep, we're clear. Mm-hmm. Just because that helps me. So I, I think you're right, Ashton. I think it's a personal preference. You know, yeah. and I think it's it's sometimes relationship driven. And like with any conversation, you'll get to know the people. Like if you follow the good steps of not being naked and all that other stuff. Dude, it's really not physically naked, <laughs> just so you're really clear. Oh. I don't want you to go around telling mom these things we talked about. <laughs> now we'll have to tell her about your dating Stop. stories. Stop. I, I don't. <laughs> I have not dated. 
in I date okay, I date every week. It's just the same girl for the last you guys keep talking, I'll do the math in the background. No. I'm not the it's only one that struggles. Twenty twenty four years. So Gene. God, that's a long time. But it's been a great time. Wouldn't trade a minute. Go ahead, Gene. I love you, Michelle. Keep going, Gene. Hurry, Gene. <laughs> You're killing me, Gene. Ashton, you have a question? No, I don't. I don't have a question. Okay. No, it's on you, man. So one other thing you need to be careful with is like when texting is be careful with your questions and like other things because if you don't punch <laughs> punctuate it correctly, it sounds wrong. And you can't use certain lingo when some people don't understand. And Dad, I understand that you have a story about. I this. knew you were gonna. I was that. gonna say I think Dad's laughing because he is the worst culprit of okay, this faux pas. I am, I am not so the best texter. Bad at I, texting. I'm getting to be real cool texter, Joe. I even know what emojis are and I know what a GIF is. Yeah, but he still doesn't know how is to use a, a period. I really think it's a GIF. <laughs> I think it's a GIF. It's a GIF, not a GIF. No. Okay. Because it would be spelled with a G. All right. I'm, oh yeah. Okay. So this story happened uh, two or three months ago. I'm sitting at home. I have a good friend that um, we ride dirt bikes together, and he's big into the motocross brand. If you're listening, this was you. I got a text that came across that said, Hey, do you want to come over? We're having an XX cross (laughs) party. And I'm kind of like, what? I read this thing, and I go, well, I'm in. You know, I'm in because Brent's inviting me, and he's a cool kid. But but I don't know what this XX cross party is. And so I, I, I Googled it, and I got some different weird things. <laughs> and, <laughs> don't Google that. And my kids were teasing me going, could ask the friend for, verif- for like verification, but right, yeah, let's but, go to Google. But, <laughs> but, come on. At the same token, I don't want to feel like the guy who's kind of dumb and doesn't know anything, so I'm going to Google it. Um, anyways, long, long story short, you know, I, I had asked if Michelle was invited, and, and he's like, "Sure, bring everybody." And I'm like, "Okay, this can't be what I'm thinking." He's thinking, anyways. So, so I, but I'm getting so, so Hey, it's it's the cool kids. I want to be with the cool kids. Sure. No, but it was it, it was supposed to be a Motor MX X Cross, which was just going to watch the motocross, the indoor motocross arena, uh, motocross, and and anyways, he invited a bunch of people over, and it was a lot of fun. But it was that awkward moment of going, yeah, I really don't know what he's asking me. So, Gene, your point's very valid. I think Ashton's got a good point. You reply and say, what the heck are you talking about? You know, or, I'm, I'm I feel sorry. like I'm game, but what are we talking about yeah, here? What's, yeah, what does XX <laughs> cross mean? You know, and, and what is that? And, and You know, I actually, dealing with somebody a long time ago on, on email, somebody wrote LOL. And the guy comes over and goes, what import term is this and I'm like what are you talking about he goes I've never heard it's because import right it's one of my jobs I import stuff from China and it was a Chinese lady that was writing and he goes I've never heard of this I've heard of FOB and LOA what's an LOL and I'm like going (laughs) oh crap I don't know that I know what an LOL is (laughs) that's so funny you know and it's pretty real Google it was like ask Jeeves or something dumb you know so there's really nobody to ask and I'm like dude, can I just see the email? You know, so I read the email and, and it said something like, hey, uh, my bad, I didn't send the paperwork, LOL. And I'm like, 
dude, I think LOL stands for laugh out loud. He's like, no, no, it's a, it's a, it's an import term. And I'm like, no, it's not. He goes, you don't know what you're talking about. Finally, I'm like, all right. So I went and asked the young kids in the office, anybody under, under my age was young. And I said, Hey, what does this mean? They're like, Oh, she's saying LOL. That's funny. And I'm like, uh-huh. That's what I thought. So anyways, that's, that's not an import term. LOL means what? <laughs> Laugh out loud. No, that's right. So, so you Not just, lots um, of love. I'm just imagining two proper business guys. What is an LOL? <laughs> I've never seen an LOL before. <laughs> Do I know what an LOL is? I'm not sure. <laughs> Do you know what an LOL is? And Are we going you... under? <laughs> Excuse me, sir. What is the LOL? <laughs> I don't know, but I approve it. I approve the expense report with the LOL on it. <laughs> It must be good. There's it's only a, used once. No, there's really a lot of those, though. That if yeah. you, it, you know, that we don't think about. And with your friends, it's probably all right. But, but when you're first doing it, you got to be real careful because right. we don't all understand the same. What's that shorthand? Yeah, I think it's shorthand lingo. Yeah, or yeah. I mean, I abbreviate. They're technically abbreviations, but like, yeah. There's a, and there's a lot of them. There's times that I don't understand. You know, you know, whatever. Getting better at them, I guess. But I'm, I'll be the first to admit I'm not the best texter, um, and I'm working on it. We go through your texts for fun, just so you are aware. The only you time, guys still do it as kids? The only time phones are allowed at family dinners to look through dad's text messages. You're like, what? this is the game. What did he mean in this one? That's exactly what it is. So, so, so here's my question. How many times do I pick up the phone to clarify? When I need to talk to you guys, I call, and you guys don't for, I mean, you don't answer your phone. I don't know why we used to buy them. I don't know why, because I don't pay for them. Oh, I pay for both. Yeah, never mind. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> we can all work on our communication styles. Yep. If you don't know what a, if you don't know what an LOL is, ask. It's true. I need to get better at answering my phone. My phone needs to get better at ringing so I can okay. answer it. But enough about that. Anyways, we can all learn. Yep. So today we've talked about meeting new people, talking to people that we've met before continuing conversations and we've talked about meeting people non-face-to-face on different forms of media and I'd like to leave you guys with a goal of trying to figure out more stuff to help you communicate with people Thanks, guys, for tuning in. We release podcasts weekly and vlogs weekly on Saturdays. Comment on any form that you can so we can hear your stories, so we can tell them here. Thanks for listening. Congratulations. You made it to the end of Episode 3 of Adults and Decrypted. Talking with people, whether for the first time or for however many times, who knows. But... We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did and learned as much as we did. This time, we've got a song from Gina Gideon with a special feature from Dad. Enjoy. Okay, I'm doing the ooh part then. I be adulting. Made friends for the very first time, or maybe second. I'm adulting. Talking to my friends all the time. Nice. Good enough. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Adult and Decrypted. We really enjoyed having this week's conversation, and we hope you did as well. 
If you ever want to comment on a topic, you can send us a message to our website, adultingdecrypted.com, our email, adultingdecrypted at gmail.com, or through our Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn accounts at adultingdecrypted. If you have any topics for the show that you would like us to talk about, or if you are a parent and want us to talk about something your kids should know, send us a message on any of the accounts mentioned. If you would like to be a guest or have an idea for someone you think we should have on our show, feel free to send us an email detailing your thoughts to adultingdecrypted at gmail.com. Adulting is teamwork. We have merch. If you want to show off your Adulting Decrypted pride, check out our website, adultingdecrypted.com, or our partner website with shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash adulting dash decrypted. Lastly, if you enjoyed the show, please consider supporting us on our Patreon at Adulting Decrypted. Along with the benefits that come with our Patreon, and trust us, there are some pretty good ones in there, you will not only be helping us continue in the effort to make great content, but you will be part of a community of individuals all trying their best to adult. We appreciate you listening, enjoying, and leaving your positive reviews. Now, the special song from Gene and Gideon.